0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I introduce to you Daniel Mulgan. Hey there, man. What's up?
1: Hey there, Poochix, my man. Great to be here with you. Just uh, miss you a lot, buddy. We've been traveling a lot lately, so didn't have a lot of time to go for a lot of the Let's Talk. And uh, pretty happy to be here with you, my man, discussing all the interesting stuff that you're going to talk about today.
0: Love it. Love it. That's great. Um, so t- tell me about yourself a little bit. How's, uh, how's, uh, how's life going?
1: Well, pretty busy, obviously. We are now expanding our market, basically, in two new countries. Of course, Russia is number one on the the list because uh, we're trying to take advantage of the opportunity here since, uh, as you know, there's a lot of sanctions now going on against Russia. And uh, where there is sanction, there's less competition because people are afraid and uh, we have to somehow take more risks. And since we are willing to take the risks, obviously, we are in it and we're very happy about this matter. Obviously, from the other aspects, quite busy as well, doing our very best to stay afloat. And uh, the most important thing we need to focus on is to just stick with our mission. And that requires a lot of discipline, which I think is part of today's discussion.
0: Very true. Very true. We're going to talk about that. So we are talking about uh, self-discipline, motivation and success. There are I mean, we're not going to talk about them separately. We're going to talk about them in the same topic, basically. And the idea is. You, you hear a lot from uh, from people that they, they're as, asking the question this is the gist of the question how do you stay motivated what does that mean that means that you get motivated that's fine every every now and again you get excited about something you haven't uh, you you come with come up with an idea you're very motivated about it a day or two later you're not feeling as motivated as you did the, the day before so first of all what is well in your opinion what is the underlying problem with that? When well first of all
1: what a great way you put it out because you said something very nice and you emphasized on staying motivated because let's be honest getting motivated is something that almost anyone can do for at least a while maybe a few seconds maybe a few minutes maybe a few days even a few months but the problem really when it comes to motivation the whole notion of motivation is not to actually get motivated because that's like automatic if you want a goal if you want to achieve something if you see somebody for example Doing something you like to somehow replicate that in your own life, then you already have that motivation. So the problem here is not getting motivated because that's pretty easy. The problem is how do we stay motivated when you know when the novelty has worn off and there's nothing left behind? Because that really is where success happens. Because uh, if you think of like all the major achievements in life uh, throughout human history, they have all been the result of consistent work over a long period of time. And because of that, it's almost impossible to somehow achieve big goals without working at it for a very long time, which is why the, pro- the real problem of motivation is not to get motivated, as you mentioned yourself, but to stay motivated. And the problem is uh, that because once we started, uh, let's say, taking action towards a new goal, the problem obviously is so after a while, that novelty disappears. I mean, let's say you want to start a new venture, whether it's to start a new business whether it is to learn a new language, whether it's to start, I don't know, your new workout routine or to learn a new instrument. Perhaps you want to start traveling the world or whatever it is, whatever task you have, at the beginning, you're very excited. I mean, like the first few notations you learn on your musical instruments or the first few letters you learn in the new language or the first few steps you take and you get the documentations ready for your business. All of these things can somehow get you excited and riled up. But the problem is, then you wake up the next day or the next week or the next month and you realize, well, maybe the pursuit of this goal wasn't as exciting as I thought initially, because let's be honest, most long-term goals aren't always going to be that exciting pursuit that we expect. And because of that, we have to understand that all simple things that are very impressive have been the result of long practices, whether it's Uh, that impressive guy who can dance uh, tango so well, or this guy who does this so perfectly, all of this has been the result of consistent practice. And usually, let's be honest, usually that practice is not very attractive. There are a lot of elements in it that are not fun, that are not exciting. And if you look at the people who are working on learning a new subject or uh, starting a new venture, it's not really that sexy most of the time. I mean, what they're doing, we, assume, we see the results and we say, wow, this guy or this gal is so cool. But what they do on a regular basis for a long time, that's not very sexy. It's, I mean, it's, it's a combination of routine repetitions of certain skills or practices or activities, whether it's to constantly call the customers, go on meetings, uh, have speeches or go to classes, whatever it really is, it's a regular routine that is not necessarily that sexy. However, The people who stick with those routines eventually acquire the results that make those results sexy and attractive. And unfortunately, we tend to see the end, but we fail to notice the process. And that, I think, is the seat to somehow consistent and lasting motivation.
0: Well, very true. And uh, so that that brings uh, me to this notion that, okay, first of all, you want to understand this going into it. Meaning you do want to notice that, okay, it's not all uh, glamorous while doing it. I mean, the result is, of course, but then, as you mentioned, there's a huge path to get to that. So I'll give you, uh, you give a lot of good examples, but I was thinking of one example. I remember I'm not playing guitar anymore, but I used to. And when I used to play, like, you want to play good songs and fun songs. That's awesome. That's how you start. That's how I started, actually. Exactly. So, but then You want to get to the be, bottom at
1: the beginning. Like exactly. You want to become a superstar not, right yeah. away.
0: Yeah, but well, that's not possible. That's not reasonable. So so what you, what you got to do is that you got to go through a lot of rep, uh, repetitive practices that are making weird noises that sometimes you're not even making them right. So it's, it's uh, devastating. Your ears hurt. Um, so, so yeah, that that is the process you got to go through to to get to the point that you want to get to, and that, those are often not that, as you mentioned, sexy. And so, so clearly, the motivation that uh, sparked at the beginning because of the outcome that you had in mind or the thing that you wanted to create, whatever that that may be, mm-hmm. is not is not sustainable when you get into it. But obviously. Precisely. But obviously you want to sustain some sort of motivation to get to it because well otherwise you end up um, leaving it and not achieving uh, achieving it and then um, and then go to the next thing and the same thing happens and you might be in the same uh, you know loop which is not desirable of course so what do you do or what would you suggest to some person uh, in a general form because a specific Problems might have specific solutions, but in a very general sense, because we don't know, we don't want to narrow it to a specific problem. What would be your suggestions to keep up this motivation, keep it going on a, on a relatively consistent level uh, throughout the days and months that you're working on this project?
1: Fantastic. I think the key to lasting motivation is what you mentioned at the beginning of the show, which is about those three links. And one of those chains was actually the chain of discipline. You see, Number one, you have to understand that success requires you to stick to a specific routine of practice and uh, lots and lots of action for a long time. And once you understand the reality, because the problem is this, oftentimes we look at the stars and the top performers in different fields and we attribute their success to either luck or somehow some genius they have acquired that allow them to do things that are not possible for the average person. Well, the fact of the matter is I have been studying uh, genius as well as top performers for almost a decade now. And quite frankly, not even once have I encountered upon a single person who was really a so-called genius. In fact, we say that genius is like 1% uh, basically inspiration and 99% perspiration. I personally have not found any direct link between uh, top performers and geniuses in one field. And just being just born with that talent, like, like the way it is. However, what I did see among all of them was this passion for what they did. And that, I think, is part of remaining motivated. You see, let's be honest. There are a lot of things in life. I mean, right now, we are talking about motivation here. But there are a lot of things right now that you and I, Poojiks, can never remain so motivated about, no matter how much we try. And that is because of our you know, na- you know, natural inclinations. I mean, every single one of us is born with a unique DNA setting, which makes us capable of doing a lot of things much better than the other people. Because of that, I really believe that the the most important element of having a life where you are constantly motivated is to actually know who you are and what your talents are, and then focus your attention on making a lifestyle surrounding that. I mean, right now, for example, let's say There are right now millions of youngsters around the world who would love and dream of being a soccer, for example, player and become a top player like, I don't know, Ronaldo, for example. But that is not one of my dreams. At the same time, I'm also pretty uh, aware of the fact that I probably don't have that talent to become a top soccer player. So the fact of the matter is the, the number one element of staying motivated is to actually choose things and pursuits that you are naturally inclined towards. And if you, for example, I mean, someone like you, Pujic, who is a physicist, you probably have a lot of natural inclination towards things like math and logical thinking. I, on the other hand, yeah, I'm right. not a huge fan of this. So if I want to say, OK, I'm going to kick the ass of Pujic in math, who's going to get his ass kicked? Of course, me, because I can I no way can compete with you in terms of math and physics, because that's what you love and enjoy doing. Now, on the other hand, let's say perhaps maybe i'm not sure because you're also an entrepreneur but perhaps maybe i have more uh, uh you know interest in uh let's say networking and business and entrepreneurship uh and perhaps in this case i myself find uh, myself in situations where i have to do a lot of things that most of people find quite dull and boring i mean dude how could you network with like 20 people per day it's boring but that is something i personally enjoy so the, uh, the most important element of being motivated is to actually design a lifestyle where you are doing things that you have a natural inclination towards. And I'm pretty sure that every one of us has at some point, especially during our childhood, found that obsession, that interest that we had. And you're saying, well, when I was a kid, I just thought about video games all the time. Well, let's be honest. If that you know, desire for video games is still with you at the age of 35, then you should probably look for some sort of job or career in the video game development industry. Maybe you had a huge interest in, let's say, uh, shooting or guns. Perhaps you might actually consider joining the military or you want to actually become a hunter. Whatever it is, got to look for those childhood signals that we at some point have all received about the things we generally find attractive and then dedicate a lot of our time on those things. In that way, we don't need a lot of motivation. Now, with that being said, Is finding the things you like and are passionate about everything to uh, somehow be motivated? Of course not. Because no matter how much you love a subject, you cannot love it throughout all the time, 24, 7, 100% all the time. That's just not possible. All pursuits are riddled with uh, obstacles and setbacks, unforeseen problems, frustrations and failures. And because of that, that's where we reach the third – basically, uh, the third – Uh, basically uh, chain in this uh, problem, and that is uh, discipline. How do you find that discipline in order for you to somehow be able to uh, continue on that path of constant progress in order to actually accomplish uh, whatever it is that you desire? Because uh, what links all these uh, chains together, like the key chain, if you will, in this concept is putting that initial motivation next to discipline that allows you to pursue what you really naturally like to do anyways on a higher level and in the situations where things are tough. Only then we reach the third basically chain, which is the key chain of success. And only then life gets really exciting.
0: Very true. And so um, before we dive in into the discipline, expand it a little bit further. uh, I mean, this is a transition, basically. So, So that happens to me again quite a lot. I, I find myself I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this thing today. It's just not. I don't want to go to work. Pick, take your pick. There's, there are so many things that you, know you should do. I don't want to work out or go, or go for a running. Specifically, I'm not a huge physical person. I do I, not you know, actually. You see that? That's it.
1: exactly what I'm talking about. Like, like right now if I do not exercise even for one day I feel like something is missing. You see, it's right. natural inclinations. On the other hand there have been a lot of cases where I had to just think like very logically for long periods and I just postponed it, man, again and again and again and again. This shows the difference in, you know, your natural inclinations. For wow. me, athleticism in sports is something that is like I was born with it, right? But for you, on the other hand, for example, this might not necessarily be one of those things. However, let's be honest, man, there are certain things that we all need to some degree. And, you know, exactly. exercise is one of them. And I'm pretty sure that you yourself... Despite not at all feeling like going to a gym, at some point, you somehow got to push yourself to exercise, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's where I was going, actually. I was like, okay, this is not something that comes naturally, but I know that I have to do it because I want to be exactly. physically fit. So if I want to be able to sustain myself sitting in a place, uh, studying some shit for a long time, I can't – I mean, I'm young now, but in, a 10, in 10 years' time, I might not be able to do that physically well. Because I my, my my body is fucking up. So so that that is something that is important to my first of all to my longevity, of course, but even to my other goals. Because if I'm not physically fit, if I'm not feeling sharp, my brain isn't sharp, and I'm not functioning at the optimal level that I want to. So I know that I have to do this, although this is not something that I personally enjoy. On the other hand, I always enjoy after I'm done working out. I feel better, I feel sharper. Um, the same thing with a lot of other stuff. Let, let's say you wake up one day, you're like, "Oh, I, f- I don't feel like doing work today." But then, when I go and get a micromillimeter closer to to my to my goal, it just feels it, better. At the end so of it, so
1: amazing! One micromillimeter. I love that one. I'm gonna use that next time. <laughs> I'm Just That's gonna go cool. really low. <laughs> it's Living nanometer, German, meter, basically. One no.
0: micromillimeter. It's, it's just to our nanometer. Goal. I was going. just not sure if people are familiar with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyway, right. so so point being, uh, like there, it, like I, if you look at it the long run, I actually do feel better when I push myself in that sense. So that brings us to the self discipline, knowing that this is required and I gotta do it, even if it, if I don't feel like it. That's that's it in a nutshell. But can you expand it and give some examples of how that came into your life or somebody you know and how that's he, right. it, it helps? people.
1: Well, let's be honest. I did not invent the term self-discipline, nor was I uh, practically uh, disciplined until I actually came upon uh, basically uh, my first mentor, Mr. Brian Tracy, where where I truly understood the importance of discipline. So discipline is not something that I just came up with. It's something that I learned and practiced uh, with the help of my teachers, with the help of my mentors. And uh, basically discipline is defined as one thing. It's doing what you know you should do when you should do it whether you feel like it or not this is the process of taking the feeling or how you feel out of the equation and instead exert some force and do things even if you don't like them now we humans are capable of doing this because uh, of the fact that we have three brains unlike animals where they are only basically equipped with two types of brains uh the, the basically uh Lizard brain, as well as the middle brain, which is the emotional brain, we humans have the third new brain called the neocortex, which is only present in basically uh, mammals have who have been evolved over the over the years. And this third brain, the neocortex, is where discipline exists. That's where you understand what is it that you should do and what are the right things to do, regardless of how you feel. So if you look at the brain from top to bottom the lowest part is called the lizard brain which is responsible for your survival your breathing digestion all the things your emotions instincts the second brain which is the middle layer is called the emotional brain which also exists in animals and that's where you feel all the emotions attractions uh let's say sexuality all those things exist in the second uh, basically uh part of the brain and These two parts, by the way, are where the things like, I don't feel like it exists. I don't feel like it exists in your emotional brain. I'm afraid of doing this exists in your lizard brain, because that's an instinctive part. However, when it comes to doing things that you should be doing, that will inevitably require you to use your human brain, which is called the neocortex, and that's where you have to sometimes logic yourself into doing things. And understand that we as humans are capable of doing it. However, just like the fact that once we first go to the gym, we can't lift that much weight, the same thing applies to discipline. Which is why I told you that I learned how to be disciplined and I had to work on it over the years. So discipline is like a muscle. It's a muscle that allows you to look at the situation more critically and without uh, so much emotional attachment. And then do the things that are Right instead of doing things that feel right. Let me repeat that. It's about doing things that are right instead of doing things that feel right. Because the problem with our human brain is that our brain, unfortunately, is very inaccurate. It's a brain designed for millions of years ago. It is not in any way compatible with the modern world. And because of that, a lot of the things that we think are right are actually things that we feel right about. And unfortunately, most of our feelings are actually wrong, as has been attested by many authors and many books. Most of our feelings and emotions aren't quite accurate. Even though they feel right, they are not necessarily that accurate. Because of that, we need to rise above that basically feeling uh, being and become more like a thinking being. And that, of course, requires a lot of practice. It doesn't happen overnight, but it is possible And one of the best ways to actually work on your discipline is to start small. If you want to work on discipline, let's say you want to go on a diet. So let's say for today, I'm not going to have any chocolate cake. All right. And you just try to avoid, uh, let's say, chocolate cake for like one day. That's a tiny challenge. that works on building that ability to think above your feelings. And then you can actually go on a higher challenge. You can actually say, now this time I'm going to go for two days without chocolate cake. Or now I'm going to actually try to exercise even if even if I don't feel like it. So you gradually expand the quality of your challenging tasks. At the same time, you uh, basically increase their numbers and quantity as well. And this over time, and trust me, it could actually take years. It will lead to you being able to be more disciplined in situations that you might not necessarily uh, want to do things that you should be doing.
0: All right, thank you very much. And the last part, I think, is fairly intuitive, but we're gonna get into it. But so the the idea is that let's say you do something that you're supposed to do on the on the path to success over and over and over again, every single day or almost every single day, you're bound to get some success. It might not exactly be the, the goal that you had in mind. First of all, you uh, during this journey you, evolved, you your evolve, your thought process you're evolves. Evolve. You, you think of different ways to deal with things or you're like, okay, this outcome might be better. Let's try that. So so goals change, and that's perfectly fine. Um, and at the same time, uh, there is... Excuse me, okay. one second. Go. All right. Goals evolve, and that's perfectly fine. That's okay. But on the other hand, you have this notion that uh, if I keep doing this, I'm going to reach to some success. If I keep Let's say let's go back to the example of uh, lifting weight. If I keep lifting weights as little as they are over time and grow the uh, you, you know increase the amount of weight that I'm lifting, eventually I'm bound to build some muscle. You know, I might have some unrealistic um, you know goal in mind within some framework of a frame of time that I want to become the Rock, doing the Rock Johnson, which may not be pot- particularly possible <laughs> within that frame oh, sure. of. Uh, I, I parts of it is genetics, like. You, you mm-hmm. might not have that guy's genetics it's in my new Let's be honest, genes
1: it. do matter. They're not yeah, everything, they but they do determine which parts we should focus more on, which parts less.
0: Precisely. So so that's that's the, the, that's the part that I want to get to. That's expectations. Because sometimes we don't uh, – we, we have unrealistic unreal, uh, expectations in our what we want to succeed in. Uh, it might not be even possible to get to the goal that we want, or it might be the timeline issue or the effort issue. So we are estimating a less amount of effort than necessary, or or, or less amount of time than necessary to get to that uh, particular goal. So, so how do you what do you think of that expectations? Well, obviously the the problem
1: with most of us is that we are very impatient when it comes to achieving uh, the you know the desired outcome. If you don't believe me, just look around all the you know get rich quick schemes that are just riddled on the internet and everywhere basically, and it's one of the top marketing ways to rip people off because unfortunately the time and energy is some that we do not have that much of i mean we only have so much time and energy on this earth and uh, because of that most of us have been wired to be either lazy that is uh, we are uh, inclined to save energy or impatient inclined to save time and both problems of course are the result of lack of maturity. And more importantly lack of experience in life in general because uh, the desire to get things quickly is from my per- uh, you know personal opinion is one of the number one reasons why people don't achieve greatness in life it's because they want to get there very quickly and I believe that the only antidote to this issue is to understand that there is no such thing as get rich quick I have studied the, you know the, the ways some of the wealthiest individuals in the world have made their fortune. And not even once did I come up with people who just got rich over time. And even the cases where you, we think of people like Mark Zuckerberg, who becomes a billionaire at, at a very young age, this oftentimes their success has been uh, preceded by many years of hard work and risk-taking in their childhood. I mean, when Zuckerberg began working on Facebook, he was a little kid at the same time where most of his peers were just having fun and playing games and all kinds of stuff. He was working on Facebook. So the, the fact of the matter is that success in any field takes time. And the longer we are willing to put in the effort, the higher our chances of success. And once uh, we understand the fact that we are in it for the long haul, we must ask ourselves, as uh, was mentioned in the great book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck uh, by Mark Manson, is that what is the battle? That I want to go through in life, not what's the result. Because oftentimes people just think about the result. I well, I want to be rich. Well, I want to have this and that, and whatever it is. Ask yourself: Do you really, for example, uh, when it comes to wealth building, do you really want to have a billionaire lifestyle? I mean, I don't know about you, but I personally prefer that a millionaire lifestyle suits my lifestyle a lot more than a billionaire. Because being a billionaire means almost a very different lifestyle that I personally don't like. Because I know what it takes to become a billionaire. I've studied, you know, the lifestyles of these people and the lifestyle of a billionaire does not interest me at all. Whereas for millionaires, things are a lot different. So the same thing goes with many other factors. For example, uh, do you really want to become a top, uh, let's say, pianist? Do you really want to become an athlete? Do you really want to be bulky at the gym? So ultimately, when you look for the results, you should then ask yourself, all right, so do you enjoy – most, not all, because you can never enjoy all of the pursuits on the way to your goal. But do you enjoy at least 80% of the fight that you have to go through to get those muscles or to get that company or to get that girl or to get that language or whatever it is? Do you enjoy the fight? That's very important because if we choose the right fight, if we choose the right battle, then it's no longer a battle but just a pursuit. For example, for me personally, going to the gym is not a battle. It is a necessity. But for someone else, this might actually be a serious challenge. So if I were, for example, you, Pucix, I probably would not make my number one goal in life to become, I don't know, an Olympic champion. Instead, I'd say I I want to become uh, the winner of Nobel Prize in physics because that's something that I'm a lot more inclined to go towards than it is to become an Olympic champion. It's much better to become a Nobel Prize winner for you because that's a lot more likely. The same thing applies to any other area of life. If you want to uh, have the right expectations, first ask yourself, how much do I enjoy the process? The more you enjoy the process, the higher you can set the bar. So if you are the kind of person who actually enjoys going to gym every single day, then you can consider becoming an Olympic champion as one of your goals. That's a right, you know, uh, standard to shoot at. But if you're the kind of guy who has to be pushed by your friends once or twice a month to go to gym then probably just getting into shape and not being overweight is a great standard. If you're an entrepreneur and you're the kind of person who wants to do the least amount of work and then just go and spend time with your friends and family, then probably aiming to becoming, I don't know, the next Gary Vee probably is not the right strategy because it's not going to be in alignment with your values. On the other hand, you can actually set your goals to have a great family and have great children, something that perhaps many other entrepreneurs cannot afford to do because they're always busy working. So, Ultimately, to set the right bars and standards for yourself, you should ask yourself, number one, what do I want? And number two, what battles do I enjoy doing to achieve that goal? And the more you enjoy the battles, the higher you should set the goals because that's ultimately what gets you there. The the harder you work, the longer you work, and the smarter you work, the better results you get. And you can only work hard, long, and smart if you truly enjoy what you're doing.
0: Fair enough. And I want to clear the air here. I don't... I, I'm not after Nobel Prize, and I don't think I'm actually best fit to get that either. Although I, your point completely stands. There would be, if there's a one in a billion chance of me getting a Nobel Prize, it would be ten times less to for me to win in an Olympics. <laughs> anyway, so oh, you have a much
1: higher chance because, <laughs> yeah. honest, my man, you can never underestimate uh, your true powers, buddy. Yeah. Here's, now, I don't think that there's anything. I mean, you are quite young right now, so you definitely have the chance if you really put up. You know. Uh, focus on it so you definitely have uh, thousands of times higher chance of winning a nobel prize than you do have chance of becoming an olympic champion for sure that's just the fact because you enjoy this field you enjoy the process of going through all those formulas and analyses and
0: whatever yeah i i agree with you 100 percent. i just wanted to clear that that's not something i'm pursuing and i don't if you're not pursuing i don't think that's it, it could it could be accidents happen Luck plays a role. That's roles. right. Sure. But okay. oh, sure, man. oh, holy shit! I got I, that man. No, no,
1: I, I got a goddamn, goddamn uh, Nobel Prize, man! I can't, <laughs> can't believe
0: that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, shit. That's awesome. Good shit and bad shit both happen, so that that's, <laughs> that's possible, <right>. but unlikely. <laughs> Anyways, that's so, right. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's 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 sum it up a little bit and uh, go to our conclusion. So I'm gonna give it a very gist of what we talked about so far. Uh, And then I want you for your final word uh, or words for sure. Definitely. So we talked about motivation is obviously ignited somewhat naturally. You can ignite it if you want in in an area that you want, but it it, it happens if you don't want to as well. So you get motivated about something, you want to do something, but it's not sustainable. We brought in self-discipline. You got to do it. Even if you're not, you don't feel like it. There are parts of the things that you don't want to do or, or there comes time that you don't feel all that sharp, and you're like, maybe I should sleep in today. Which is, well, if you if you have a very high standard goal in mind, that might not be serving your goal, or you might actually damage it. So that, exactly. would, be like, that would be orthogonal there. And then we brought on the idea of okay, you want to choose the right path for yourself based on your talents. Your 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 that when that's when we talked about genes, we have some specific talents by birth and some specific talents having grown up in, in a certain lifestyle and a certain uh, educating and in a certain fields, etc. And ultimately we got to the point that you want to set the expectations proper. You don't want to. Th- so you gave the example of get rich quick. I can say get fit quick. You can't say anything as long as it's, it's not matching the expectations. So if you're, if you the standard time for getting the degree of fit that you want to be is six months uh, expecting to do it in one day, is very obviously wrong expectation and you want to fix that. Right? Precisely. And then, and then you gave that wonderful conclusion at the end. So now, do you have any final words or comments?
1: Ultimately, as we already talked about today, success is not something that happens overnight. I mean, if by success you mean going, I don't know, uh, just drinking some water, yeah, well, that could happen overnight. But the things that most of us admire and would like to have in our lives oftentimes are the results of long pursuits and lots of endeavor until we actually acquire and achieve those goals. And as we already mentioned, there are are two major, uh, basically, uh, areas when it comes to becoming successful. One is motivation and the other one is discipline, and both of which are affected by the decisions that we make in life. And we already mentioned that the best way to remain motivated is to actually choose the kind of goals and pursuits in life that are in alignment with our natural Uh, basically and inherent talents and abilities. That way we enjoy doing them so much that it becomes a lot easier to persist through those obstacles and inevitable setbacks despite all the challenges and keep pushing forward. That's not possible if we do not really enjoy what we're doing. So we emphasize so much on choosing what we enjoy doing. Number two, we talked about discipline and how it's important to be disciplined and uh, to practice discipline very well in order order for you to somehow know how you can actually take your life to the next level he so said, discipline is uh, basically being able to do things that you somehow don't like doing or don't feel like doing right now but doing them anyway and that obviously can be practiced uh, like any other skill and you can always start very small and then just work way right up and finally on the path to success we should understand that it's not the results that are as important as they are the processes that take us there so Ask yourself, what are the battles in life that I want to pursue? What are the fights that I want to go through? And then look at the results. Because if you want, for example, the results of the lifestyle of certain individuals, maybe you do not enjoy what they're doing. Because I know, for example, what a a top player, let's say, in Olympics goes through every single day or what a top pianist goes through every single day. So uh, it's obvious what people, uh, I don't know. Uh, who are extremely successful go through. So you got to ask yourself, do you enjoy their lifestyles? Do you want to have the same types of pursuits every single day? Only if you do, then that's the time to actually get serious and start pursuing your goals on the way to success.
0: Thank you very much, Dan. It's my uh, pleasure, buddy. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. And feel free to leave your... Uh, thoughts in, in the comment section or if you have any uh, such topics you want to you want to suggest that's uh, that's good too you can leave them in the comments or reach us on social media like you can find me LJ both on instagram and twitter uh, dan you want to give the plug
1: of course you can find me anywhere at dan molgan d-a-n-m-o-l-g-a-n
0: until a later episode take care